It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins Guys Guys Radio here on KCAA Radio in sunny Southern California. We've got a great show for you today. I like to bring out different guests that have different information or come at information from a different angle or just expose things that most of us in our day-to-day work and lives don't think about uh, because we're so busy earning a buck and taking care of our families and taking care of ourselves. And there's a lot of stuff out there that we may not be aware of that's, that's real. And in some cases that's talked about, but may not be real. And I'm going to bring you the guests and you decide, hey, that's for me or maybe not. But I'm going to bring you people that are going to make you think. And I've got a great guest for you today. Let me set this up by saying, have you ever heard of remote viewing? Can you imagine if you could look into a situation or even a particular location in the past, the present, or the future? Well, did you know for the last 30 or 40 years, the U.S. military has been training remote viewers to be able to do exactly that? And our special guest on Guys Guys Radio today is a fellow by the name of Lynn Buchanan. He's written this book called The Seventh Sense, The Secrets of Remote Viewing as Told by a Psychic Spy to the U.S. Military. So basically what's been happening, the government has secretly trained the select core of military personnel in the art of remote viewing, the psychic ability to perceive the thoughts and experiences of others through the power of the human mind. It's amazing stuff. Lynn, our guest, he's a world-renowned expert on remote viewing. He's probably the most well-known remote viewer in the world, and he teaches also controlled remote viewing. He's going to tell the the complete, candid story of his experiences. He worked in a clandestine U.S. Army intelligence group for over a decade, and they used their psychic abilities as a data collection tool during the Iran hostage crisis, the Chernobyl disaster, and even the Gulf War. He tracked down the movements of Saddam Hussein in Iraq when he was on the run and was eventually caught, uh, Manuel Noriega in uh, Nicaragua, and also uh, Momenar Gaddafi, excuse me, in Libya. Pretty amazing stuff. And he's also going to talk about somebody else that he remote viewed, a famous historical figure that everybody knows the name. So Lynn Buchanan is going to talk to us about that. And then you can determine, hey, is this something I want to study? Is this for real? I think it's for real because the government's using it. And there's books about it, and you can Google it, and there's a lot of information on it. But it's one of those topics that nobody ever talks about. But it's part of how espionage is working. We're doing it. The Russians are doing it. The Chinese are doing it. It's just you know part of high-tech surveillance, if you will. But in this case, using psychic abilities and some uh, algorithms and uh, various data collection tools, these remote viewers can actually, they could look into an envelope, an envelope in an office building, halfway across the world and see what's inside. The really skilled ones, like Lynn, can actually get into the minds of an individual any place in the world. And also, in the past or in the future, they can predict, and they have, uh, future headlines. It's, it's wild stuff. Of course, like any other psychic ability, it's not 100% accurate. But they do a lot of tracking. There's a lot of data collection. And these teams of remote viewers are, are ranked according to their accuracy and their strengths and weaknesses in different areas. And they're, they're hired as groups to, do, to solve crimes, to work with the government, 
to work with corporations. It's pretty wild stuff. So we're going to have a great show. Guys, Guys Radio, our special guest, Lynn Buchanan. Uh, real quick, what else is going on? Uh, well, this is my first winter in sunny Southern California. It's not sunny every day, though, in the winter here in Southern California, but it's, it's pretty nice. When I get up here in San Diego, it's uh, high 40s, and then it creeps up into the high 60s pretty much every day so far. And uh, we get some clouds, and uh, once in a blue moon, we get some rain, which is always actually needed and welcomed. And that's it. And by the end of the day, usually the sun break, breaks through, but so- sometimes not, but usually it does. And I have no complaints. This, the weather here is just absolutely ridiculous. It's great. I love it. And after many, many long, cold, dreary, dark winters on the East Coast, this is uh, it's welcome stuff. You know what? If it's in the 60s, great. Uh, who can complain about the 60s? It's just fantastic. It's never, so far what I've also uh, learned here about the weather in San Diego, which is, again, amazing, it never gets too, too hot, and it never gets too cold. So it's always very temperate, it's always very nice, and there's no humidity. So it's wonderful. So anyhow, that's my little story there. Um, Also, I've been following this baseball scandal, and uh, it's just amazing. I played baseball for many, many years. I love the game. I still consider it America's pastime. I know football's more popular now. But when I hear about... Um, using technology, management using technology to help get an advantage over the other team. I'm just major thumbs down. I actually think the two championships with the Astros and the Red Sox should be vacated, that nobody should win. It's just my opinion. I know a lot of people will have a problem with that. But to me, there's gamesmanship. And in baseball, you know, the scuff baseballs that the pitchers use, where they load up the ball with spit or whatever, and sometimes they slide high, and you can pick off signals on the field. That's all part of the game, and it's all monitored by umpires. When you use technology off the field, and it's being relayed to the dugout, and then uh, maybe even to electronic devices that players are wearing, though it has not been proven, but when you have such an elaborate scheme pulled together, uh, management approved, that's bad news, and that's not gamesmanship. That's flat-out cheating. So uh, hopefully the awareness of this issue will clean up the game uh, because baseball is a wonderful, wonderful game, and uh, I hope it continues to thrive, and I hope we can put this behind us. So anyhow, my two cents about baseball, because I just absolutely love the game. I have. I've been a Yankees fan my entire life. I'm a Padres fan also now, and uh, I actually went out to the Fan Fest with my wife and son uh, this uh, a week ago, and it was absolutely, it was a spectacularly beautiful day, and they opened up the stadium. You could go out on the field, walk around, have a catch, take pictures, meet the players, sign autographs, they had all these other activities, and it was free, and they didn't try to squeeze money out of you. Everything was, was on the up and up. It was really nice. They did a great job. Congratulations, Padres, on that, and I'm going to attend some games and bring my son, and I think they'll have a decent team. They're a work in progress, but it should be fun. So anyhow, Guys, Guys Radio, your host, Robert Manny. We've got a great show. Our special guest is Lynn Buchanan. We'll be with you right on, right away. Here we go. Okay, Guys, Guys Radio, your host, Robert Manny. As I mentioned, we have a very special guest. His name is Lynn Buchanan, and he is probably the world's foremost expert in CRV, or Controlled Remote Viewing. Remote Viewing, and Lynn will explain this to us. His name is Lynn Buchanan. Is uh, really being able to see other areas, other things, regardless of time, in other places. And something, it's a skill that's, uh, that's taught, that's learned, and there's some mathematics to it. And um, 
It's something that's used uh, in a lot of government agencies and stuff. So we'll get into that, and Lynn will be able to share with us whatever he can that's not classified. So welcome to Guys Guys Radio, Lynn Buchanan. I'm so thrilled you're here. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's an honor. Thank you. Well, we're going to talk about Lynn's book. Um, your book is called The Seventh Sense. I know you have other books, but this one to me is the, your seminal book, The Secrets of Remote Viewing, as told by a quote-unquote psychic spy for the U.S. military. So it's really interesting stuff. So for our listeners, Lynn, who may not be aware, because what we do on Guys Guys Radio, we bring out a lot of information, new stuff for people to consider because they're busy with their everyday lives and they may not have the time to consider some of these things that are going on around them right now. And also, I believe that people have a lot more power than they think they have. And in this case, I think you'll definitely prove it with our discussion on remote viewing. So for our listeners, what is remote viewing? What is controlled remote viewing? And how did you get started in it? Oh, okay. There's three questions there. Uh, Remote viewing these days is the new age word for psychic. Uh, Controlled remote viewing, on the other hand, is actually more of a martial art. uh, And it's trained as a martial art. Uh, The idea with controlled remote viewing is that your subconscious has some kind of ability to pick up psychic and intuitive information, but it puts it into your body. And then you read your body's responses. When did this begin, this practice of either remote or controlled remote viewing begin? Who started it? Why did it become popular? How was it incorporated into the military, et cetera? What's kind of the background of it? Because okay. most people don't even know the terms. Yeah. Uh, well, just to finish that other part up, it gets to where okay. we can read documents in, in, uh, in safes locked halfway around the world and all that the uh, martial art and dances. Um, It began actually in Russia. Uh, The Russians actually did have this first. (laughs) And uh, they were spying on the United States back in the 60s. And in the late 60s, um, a man named uh, Pinkovsky defected or tried to defect from Russia and brought the documents over saying that they had basically psychic spies. And um, we were losing our information and couldn't find out where it was going. And so um, everybody had to laugh about psychic spies, but the intelligence effort doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. They said, hey, if this works, we need to get it and spy right back at them. (laughs) (laughs) But was this, you know, something like this, though, um, you know, maybe it was started to be incorporated for espionage in the 60s, but was remote viewing or as you refer to it as being psychic, that's something that goes way, way, way back. I'm wondering what the tipping point was to turn it into something that becomes a, almost weaponizing it. Oh, Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler had a um, um, unit called Dr. Grunbaum, and uh, they were doing... Um, they were doing studies on uh, on psychic things, but also on uh, the martial arts, on the in- intuition and all that. And they had actually developed uh, psychic spying. Well, when the uh, when World War II ended, uh, the U.S., France, and um, England grabbed all their nuclear scientists and the rocket scientists and all that. They didn't care about all the psychic stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, Russia did. 
and Russia took it and developed it into okay. a spying technique. Then in the 60s, we found out about it. And so we said, well, if they've got it, we've got to have it too. <laughs> so let's, let's take it even a step further back. I mean, I've got to think that this uh, capability, all humans have some type of psychic capabilities, and this goes way sure. back. I'm wondering if the Roman army used any type of psychic uh, you know, powers or whatever, or just people in general, because if it was just, you know, it, it's, we're talking about Hitler, which is 1940. Um, yeah. He didn't invent it, so it had to come from somewhere. I don't right. mean to belabor that one point. I'm just curious. Uh, no, that's a that's a good question. Um, Dr. Grunbaum means Dr. Green Tree. And uh, Hitler, as much as he used the Jews to as an as the enemy so he could rise to power uh was very interested in uh, hebrew mysticism and uh, the central thing of the kabbalah is the green tree right and so his um uh, his dr grunbaum dr green tree was actually based on the study of the kabbalah the uh, jewish mysticism wow. and so uh yeah, this has been all through history. Okay. Um, you were, uh, as a kid, like um, everybody has different, uh, everybody has psychic abilities. Yeah. But I think different people are, have the tuning up, the dials turned higher for some and others. But you can develop that. So you had some instances in your life when you were young that you realized that you had some psychic abilities. And then when you were in the Army, you kind of got pulled into this unit. Tell us the story of how that happened. Okay. Um, Growing up, uh, when I was around 12 years old, uh, I started getting PK events. That is, um, uh, you've heard of the, um, uh, what do you call them, the, um, the children that have these, when they get emotional, things fall off shelves and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That I, I, I forget what it's okay. called right now. Uh, I wound up being one of those, but... Um, it wasn't just emotional. When I found out that I could do it, I started trying to develop it and all that. And um, I, my life in many ways parallels Charlie Brown's. I was trying to <laughs> impress the uh, cute redheaded girl one day. <laughs> I showed her one of these things that I could do. And she was very impressed and went home and told her father, the Pentecostal minister. And uh, the next afternoon, he and uh, three of his deacons met me on the sidewalk as I was going home from school. He asked me to show them. uh, And when I did, they slammed me down to the sidewalk and started screaming for Satan to come out of me and all this, you know, just scared me half to death. And so... For the next years, I tried to suppress this. Mm-hmm. But one day there in Augsburg, Germany, when I was in the military at the uh, at the uh, listening, basically a listening station in Augsburg, Germany, um, I was giving a, a demonstration of a new computer program that I had written that would tie the computers of 12 different countries together to share intelligence information. And uh, this other sergeant had wanted to do that program and give the um, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he sabotaged, as I recall in the book, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, he sabotaged it, and uh, when he did, uh, I got flaming mad, and when I did, the basically the intelligence computers of Europe shut just down. cried. They shut down. Wow. And for a time, they're still classified. We had no intelligence, you know, and... So, uh, so let, let me interrupt you. So, Lynn, when you were in the Army, did they know of your psychic abilities? And and do they uh, recruit? Is there active recruiting for people with psychic abilities for the military? And if so, at what age do they do that? Uh, not that I know of. Uh, they quit telling me things when I retired, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, at the time there wasn't. However, there is a um, General Stubblebine who was in charge of the intelligence and security command for the army. And he was interested in this. One of his, um, one of his captains happened to be at that presentation, saw what happened and reported it to him. So a few months later, he came out to Augsburg and pulled me in and, um, and I was standing in front of him. I, you know, didn't know, what I was in trouble mm-hmm. for. Right. And uh, he got up in my face and scowled and he said, did you kill my computers with your mind? And <laughs> I could just see my great grandchildren still paying for computers. And uh, I said, yes, sir, I did. And he said, far effing out if I ever got into computer. So anyway, he uh, he took me back to D.C. and wanted me to uh, be the part of a new unit that would mentally be able to destroy enemy computers mm-hmm. so that we could make their missiles drop into the sea or go back and turn around and go back at them or whatever and, you know, read the information that was in their computers and, and mess it up and them. All right. Uh, Congress would not fund that. So then he took me out to Fort Meade and put me into the remote viewing unit. It's interesting uh, reading your book. And uh, again, uh, Skies Guys Radio, your host, Robert Manny, our special guest, Lynn Buchanan, the world's foremost uh, expert in controlled remote viewing. His book is called The Seven Sense, The Secrets of Remote Viewing as Told by a Psychic Spy for the U.S. Military. It sounds like from reading the book, Lynn, that um, the, the military had a hard time uh, with the with the funding, they always kept it always got passed around, and uh, there was not oh, yeah. a lot of uh, cohesiveness to it. So you were always working for somebody else. You'd be in one study, and then the funding would run out, and then they'd come up with another study. But it seemed like the military was had had challenges getting their arms wrapped around this thing, and uh, yeah. so I, I would assume that's still the case for. Um, for our listeners, the way you were describing at the opening, uh, how how it works. So basically. Let's have a scenario. I'm a remote viewer, and uh, I work for the military. You give me an assignment. You want to find out, because you did this, uh, audience. Lynn tracked Saddam Hussein before his capture. So how does it work? You're given what? Uh, You don't know that, like, they didn't give you the name Saddam Hussein, or they did, or they give you coordinates. It's numeric, and then you go through this process. And uh, how does it all work? And how did that one work? They try to keep you away from logical thinking. And so they would give me the coordinates for the 
mission, which would be like 97043. Mm -hmm. and, the, and each of these tasks would have several questions. And so it would be 97043, question three, what's the answer? And if they gave you any information at all, it would be uh, the target is a location. Mm -hmm. That's it. Okay. And then you you write those numbers down, physically write them down because it is a martial art. And uh, and then you start getting information about the location. And uh, you how, how do you do that? How do you I, I'm just I'm going to I'm just playing like I'm riding in a car with you and I want to, you know, so yeah. forgive me for interrupting. But how do you get that information? You say uh, in the beginning, you look at your scribble and you say, I don't know what the target is, but there's land here. They say, okay, describe the land. How do you know there was land, though? Uh, because that scribble. Okay, so it's like almost like a blending of your subconscious with your conscious mind into an automatic writing? It's the blending of your subconscious to your body. Okay. It's like the wax on, wipe off. You okay, know? okay. It becomes a physical response Got it. to inward okay. awareness. And... Uh, and then they say, okay, describe the land. Well, by that time in the training, you have learned to use other physical responses. And so then you say, oh, okay, the land, <clears throat> I don't know where it is and all, but uh, I feel it and it's sandy because you feel sandy and uh, it's warm and you start describing the physical aspects of it. Mm -hmm. And then you say, okay, and um, then you get sort of a relationship to it. It's a growing process. You get a relationship and you say, okay, and over here to the side, there's something man-made. They say, okay, move to the man-made and describe. Huh. You start describing that. Okay, and then you describe it. And as you go through these, like sometimes a couple of hours, uh, it's a slow process. You describe it, and then when you've got a full description of it, they can task a spy in the sky satellite to look in the area where it is and see exactly what you described and say, there he is. Okay. So you can do, uh, also do the same type of things for uh, working with police, uh, finding missing oh, yeah. children, or whatever. So you also described Absolutely. in your book. Book, uh, Lynn, about you had your own um, uh, out-of-body experiences where you're, you know, you're, you're, you left your physical body, you can see your physical body, and you could do things like put your hand and your non-physical body like through a wall. Your real, the real self was that. Your physical body yeah. is a physical body, the 3D body. Explain yeah. uh, how how so that worked for you, and then why that is. What that has to do with remote viewing and your skill set, does that have any kind of correlation? No, it has no correlation with the controlled remote viewing. And actually, I've never had that experience. I've heard about it. But in controlled remote viewing, there comes a time when you get so focused on what your body is telling you and your body is receiving so much information that it's as though... You don't see the room you're in anymore. Uh, you see the target as though you're there. You can't tell that you're not there. Mm -hmm. You're not there. Okay. But you can't, you can't tell that. And on that, 
like if you if you say, okay, I'm going to walk through this wall and see what's on the other side. Uh, it is so real that when you try to walk through the wall, you're going to hit your face. <laughs> and it'll hurt, you know. And so we have ways to call you back and say, move to the other room. And then you move to the other room and develop that again. Got it. But um, it's totally different from an out-of-body experience. Okay. But you have had out-of-body experience that you described oh, in the I book. Have. I no? never have. Okay. Uh, not, right. not a real out-of-body experience. But yeah. did, didn't you mention something about you can see your hands uh, uh, from afar? All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, that was... I think that was more of a dreamlike state, but it was a re- very realistic. But um, okay, all right. Um, some other examples. You were uh, asked to, uh, I believe, uh, look for a headline in the future and uh, upcoming weekend, and you you kind of identified Chernobyl uh, yeah. disaster there. But it was you were off by a couple of days or something like that. So technically, no, it's considered no. incorrect. But you were correct in that you saw this problem occurring, right? Well, this is one of the uh, military things. Okay. Uh, the task was to describe the headlines for that week, that weekend. Okay. Uh, Chernobyl happened that weekend, and I picked up on Chernobyl and described it completely, described the causes of it and all that. But the, um, the Russians kept it secret until, I think, Tuesday okay. when they had to break the news. Right. So... Um, I had described Chernobyl when it happened and uh, and the date that it happened, which was that weekend. And, uh, and so I had done that completely and had a successful target. But the task was what's going to be in the headlines that weekend. And so I got a zero for my thing right, because right. I didn't follow so, the task. You also uh, tracked down through CRV uh, Gaddafi and also, uh, I think, uh, Nori- Noriega. And also, you kind of got into the heads of these people and you uh, warn, warn us in the book that you, you ask, it's a real skill. You really have to be careful when you're getting inside people's minds because you can kind of get lost in there. So talk to us a little bit about finding these uh, guys like Gaddafi and Noriega. And yeah. also, you, you knew what... Uh, Saddam Hussein, you got into his head and you were like, this guy's totally crazy. So how, yeah. how, do you, how did you do it and how do you protect yourself so you don't get lost in there? Okay, uh, this wanted to be one of my strengths. Every, every remote viewer has strengths and weaknesses. This is one of my strengths was accessing people mentally. And, uh, and so um, um, you do it just by being tasked to do it. Uh, if they find out that you're good at it, they'll say, okay, uh, do a plans and intentions or do a personality profile or whatever. And uh, you just access that person at the subconscious level and find out their plans and intentions. Um, and so, yeah, I was tasked to do that quite often. And uh, so how do you do it? Well, it's it's what you learn. And the process well, how, when you got into like Saddam Hussein's head, what did how what was that experience like? Oh, like seeing was, the world through his eyes, then yeah, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy was crazy. I mean, uh, uh, in his mind, he was an evil. In his mind, God wanted him to do this, and he was serving God's purposes. Mm-hmm. 
And so, uh, you know, to go go kill millions of people, that was that's what God wanted him to do, you know. And the guy was crazy. How about Gaddafi? What was the difference uh, between Gaddafi and Hussein from your experience? Uh, Gaddafi was just plain nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so he got crazy and nuts, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, for no purpose at all. He was just plain nuts, you know. Um, but um, now when you were tracking him, where did you find him? Where was he? Um, uh, which one? Gaddafi? Gaddafi, yeah. Okay, uh, on the Gaddafi thing, they uh, tasked me to uh, with a location. Okay. And I didn't track Gaddafi's location. Um, the location that they had tasked was his home. And uh, they, they wanted a description of his home at a certain day in the future. Mm-hmm. And what I found was a living room with a white couch and this beam coming down across the thing and the home was just in shambles. And uh, I found out later that what I had told them was that their attack would be successful. Mm -hmm. And on the basis of that, I was told they went ahead and had the attack on Gaddafi's home. Gaddafi wasn't there, Mm -hmm. but by that time, I had learned to do what they tasked me to do. Of course. Yeah. And so I described his home. Mm-hmm. It was in shambles. So they went ahead with the thing. Okay. Now, in your, uh, just, uh, you know, as a personal note, in your day-to-day life, do you use remote viewing just in, I don't know, going to the supermarket or like, I wonder what my son's doing or whatever? Uh, like I say, it, it's a martial art. And so it becomes second nature. Mm-hmm. You can't get away from it. Yeah. And so, um, what yeah, type of I, things can you see then, Lynn? What type of things can you ascertain? Uh, things like um, just recently, uh, I was walking out of Walmart, and all of a sudden, just backed up very quickly, mm-hmm. and sure enough, a car went speeding by. It would have hit me, you know. Uh, now I had no idea why I backed up, but I've learned. Your mind mm-hmm. says. Back up. <laughs> so is, is it part intuition then? Is that connected to your intuition at, at, in any yes. sense? But it's uh, intuition connected to your body for physical mm-hmm. responses. Yeah. Okay. So like when we're, we're talking now and we're having a remote interview, can you pick up anything on me using your remote viewing? Oh, I could, but it's uh, uh, the remote view, the controlled remote viewing is a written process. Mm-hmm. So it's not... You know, stick the envelope to your head. And okay, give the so you'd have to sit down and do some work. What could you find out about me if you did remote viewing, just for our audience? I mean, I'm not saying tell them what you found because you haven't found anything, but if you were going to remote view me, what would you be able to find out? Let me say that uh, once you learn and get efficient at controlled remote viewing, mm-hmm. there are no more secrets. Okay. So you get inside people's heads and you kind of know what they're thinking, what their tendencies are, what their likes and dislikes are, all that stuff. Their plans are and all that. And now you were talking earlier about the dangers of it. Mm -hmm. If I get into your head and you have some kind of thing that is eating away at your mind, you know, somebody's done you wrong and all that. 
and I, I start thinking, oh, he's right, you know, and, and I start feeling your anger mm-hmm. get into your head and observe. I don't get into your head. And if I start sharing your feelings, <laughs> yeah. then I can get sucked in. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon I come out of that session and I'm mad at somebody. Got it. <laughs> How about, um, what's your, your experience with the government working with uh, ETs? Okay. Um, I have to give this caveat. Right. Yes. Okay. We were never officially tasked with any ETs or... Okay. Uh, I'm saying uh, hypothetically then. Let's talk. Okay. But that's worded carefully. We were never officially tasked Got to it. do it. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, they're here. Um, we found the uh, we found five bases uh, here on Earth, and uh, and we actually got moderate amount of feedback on it, uh, real life feedback that they're there, uh, their activities and all that. And uh, um, after I got out of service, okay, mm-hmm. I was uh, was tasked to do a paper on the uh, uh, comparison of ET psychic ability with human psychic ability. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was given access to a lot of the stuff that never made it into Project Blue Book and all that. And uh, so after the study, both with the remote viewing and studying the documents, uh, I was able to say, okay, Psychic-wise, you can divide the ETs into four groups, friendly and unfriendly, mm-hmm. and in each of those, psychic and non-psychic. Okay. And um, studying the records, I found out that the non-psychic, friendly, uh, non-psychic, non-friendly ones don't come here. They don't like us. They don't want to be around us. They don't have anything to do with us. The... Um, Friendly non-psychic ones are here doing trade, and we're we have mm-hmm. trade agreements with them, and that I know from other sources. Um, the friendly psychic ones want us to develop our psychic ability. The non-friendly psychic ones just want us wiped off the planet. They they want us killed, and uh, I couldn't figure out why that dichotomy and one of the cases I studied made it click and um, that was um, an abduction experience the ETs who are psychic have much stronger psychic ability than we have much stronger Mm -hmm. but they have to be right over you (laughs) I mean, the, the you know, the, the ship comes up right over you, and that's when you are frozen and all that. They have no range. Okay. We are very weak in our psychic ability, but um, using our psychic ability, we can see across the universe as easily as we can see across the room. If we develop our psychic ability to that strength, 
when we get out into the universe, we will be a major power in the universe. And uh, that's why our friends wanted to help us do that. And that's why our enemies just want us to do Fascinating. Okay, it's Guys Guys Radio. Your host, Robert Manning. Our special guest is world's foremost expert on remote viewing and and controlled remote viewing, Lynn Buchanan. We're talking about his book, The Seventh Sense, The Secrets of Remote Viewing, is told by a psychic spy for the U.S. military. Um, How about time travel? Because uh, can you, in your remote viewing, you mentioned uh, looking at a headline in the future. How how is, uh, tell us about going back in time, going forward in time. Can you impact, can events be impacted? Timeline differences, things like that. Yeah, um, the uh, training and and control remote viewing has you uh, moving in time, just exactly the same as moving in space. Like they can give you the cue, uh, move forward ten yards and describe what's there. Uh, a remote viewer is sitting there working their session, and you can say move forward 10 years and describe what's there. They say, okay, and they do it. Uh, The subconscious mind has no problem at all moving through time. Um, The conscious mind does, but the subconscious mind doesn't. Okay. Um, Training, um, when you teach, uh, you have a training school. Uh, Yeah. What, uh, what is the process? How many levels are there? How long does it take? What are some of the uh, attributes that you look for in potential uh, CRV experts? Uh, the candidates, I'd say. The number of levels that are taught to the civilian world is uh, we teach seven levels. There are actually 18. We teach seven to in the civilian world. Um, the... Um, The process, what we look for in a student is a person who will practice, 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 Mm -hmm. who will do the wipe on, you know, wash on, wipe off. Uh, Without the practice, you don't learn it. Okay. uh, uh, So a person who is dedicated will do the practice and will follow the the rules of the simple, you know, um, remote viewing rules. Um, If they have that, they're going to develop their ability. Uh, everyone seems to have some intuitive ability to different degrees, but also uh, we're interested in a person who will keep data because that way we're able to find out their strengths and their weaknesses. Okay. Uh, if they do that, we can use them in teams and uh, task everybody toward their strengths and let's say we have, well, there's a detective now who uses uh, 25 professional level remote view, controlled remote viewers. And uh, she will task each one toward their strength. Overall, they may have an average accuracy rate of, say, 75%. Mm-hmm. But by tasking each one toward their strength, over 95% accuracy in the project. Okay, so do some uh, law enforcement uh, individuals uh, study remote viewing so they can learn how to work with other remote viewers and get the most out of the practice? Oh, yeah, that's part of who we teach, yeah. Okay, so is there an age limitation to uh, people who you teach? 
Uh, actually, yes, uh, because the because we live in a country that is so litigious. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, if a person is a minor, uh, they make excellent remote viewers. Right. But uh, I won't. I won't teach them without their parents there, without you know uh, their permission. And and how about uh, uh, on the other side, the older folks? Oh, no. Re- okay, no, it's cool. No problem. Okay. No. Now, how long does each level take for a student to uh, finish? And then, how yeah. much time should they take between levels, if any? Uh, we teach levels one, two, and three in the basic course, and then we ask people to practice generally for about a year uh, and practice hard for about a year and then they become masters at those three levels. They come back for the intermediate course and we teach them uh, stages uh, four and five. Uh, And once you've gone through stage five, listen, you're ready to work professionally. Okay. Do you help your students get in? Uh, get jobs? I'm sorry? Do you help them get placed? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. Can uh, people make a living doing this? I'm sorry? Can people make a living remote viewing? No, not really. Not not in this day and age, no. Okay. Uh, More of a side hustle type of thing? It's all done. You do non-disclosure agreements. Nobody knows you're doing it, you know, and you can't tell anybody what you're doing. But can it's, you make enough money to sustain yourself? Um, you can make money at it generally if you work for a project manager who uses a team. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, but the stage six, okay. uh, the stage six and seven, mm-hmm. that's really, really neat stuff. Um, but you don't really need that. So, okay. Um, you had mentioned, uh, one, a great story where, you were doing some remote viewing and you were getting the same kind of assignments over and over again. And then you got oh, a yeah. different assignment. Tell us about that. And it was a very special individual because I, I, I yeah. think our listeners would love that story. Lynn. Uh, like I was saying earlier, one of my fortes, one of my strengths is that of accessing people mentally. Uh, they had me accessing Saddam Hussein uh, repeatedly. Um, Qaddafi and, and other leaders and um, always the bad guys, you mm-hmm. know, because they were the threats. And it was wearing me down. And I went in one day and I said, look, give me Mother Teresa. Give me Bozo the Clown. Do, do something. Give me a break. <laughs> and the guy said, you're a soldier. Do your damn job and suck it up, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yes, sir. And uh, so then I guess a couple of weeks later, uh, the monitor came in. He said, okay, we're doing a personality profile today. I wish he had done plans and intentions because that's deeper, you know, but personality profile. And um, I got started on the session and just immediately I said, oh, look, this guy's innocent. Whatever evil you think this guy did, he didn't do it. You're You're giving me the wrong guy. And the monitor said, just do your task and do it. By the end of the session, I was just, I felt like I was glowing inside, you know. And uh, my final summary was basically, I had given a description of the person and all. And I said, 
whatever evil you think this guy did, he didn't do it. This is an innocent. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the monitor took the, opened the envelope, took the tasking paper out. Before you tell us who that is, how was the person, you were next to that person, right? And how was the person dressed and what did they look like? Uh, believe it or not, he was a short little guy, um, looked extremely Jewish. He was wearing a business suit <laughs> and um, he never said anything to me. Uh, but um, I'll tell you afterwards what I learned from him by accessing him at a subconscious level. Um, but uh, he was wearing a modern business suit, which kind of surprised me once I found out who he was. Um, but he um, was just this short, little, very Jewish-looking guy. And that was it, you know. And um, so anyway, when they opened the envelope, the director had just handwritten a word on, on the paper, Jesus. Wow. And what was and, your reaction? Uh, well, all of a sudden it made sense. Um, what had happened in the session was um, basically he never said anything to me. He turned around and he smiled at me. And, uh, and basically I understood that no matter what evil thing I had done, he's seen worse. No matter what good thing I've ever done, he's seen better. And he didn't care. He smiled at me, and I knew that he accepted me just like I was. And, and I think another thing you mentioned, it's a fantastic story, was that he was the only person you were remote viewing who actually turned, and you know most people don't see you there, and he, he, he yeah. kind of acknowledged you. That's pretty different, right? Oh, totally different. There was only one other time when that happened, and... Uh, uh, it was uh, when we were looking for the uh, Chinese remote viewers, and uh, I was doing a session on them, and one of them actually picked up on me at the time, and, wow. and we saw each other in the session. Yeah. And then this what happened? So you see happened. each other. What did you guys do? Uh, she turned around and ran. Uh, she turned around and <laughs> And then my monitor, you know, I reported to the monitor. She turned around and disappeared. And he said, okay, move to the point where she was working and describe. And all of a sudden, I was at their remote viewing unit and described the place, described the layout of the place, described where it was and everything else. And that's where we located the, uh, the Chinese remote viewing unit. That is an amazing story. What, Lynn, uh, you're just you're fantastic, and people don't realize that you've been through and witnessed history. What, was, what have you learned from all your experiences remote viewing about humanity that you didn't know before? I think that uh, when you talk about most of humanity, everybody is good. At least they see themselves as good. For example, Saddam Hussein, he was only doing God's work by killing everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and so in his mind, he was a good person. And um, accessing people, they 
they they tend to well horrible things are done in the name of God uh, but also uh, people tend to make excuses or reason out why the things they do are actually good you know and uh, I think everybody wants to be good they just don't know how okay that's a fair point interesting so our special guest guys guys radio Lynn Buchanan his book, The Seventh Sense, The Secrets of Remote Viewing, is told by a psychic spy for the U.S. military. Lynn, tell our listeners where they can learn more about you, where your school is, website, all that kind of stuff. Okay, I'm now uh, teaching courses over the Internet. It's a self-paced course, but we have um, uh, weekly webinars with the students, so we get face-to-face time. And um, the um, my site is CRV. I-E-W-E-R, crviewer.com, and uh, it has uh, links to the, uh, to the courses I give, but it also has over 450 uh, targets that you get a number and you see what you can get. You write it down and it tells you how to, how to do the written thing. And uh, and then you call that number back up, and it shows you the target. Great. And we do not track anybody. Got it. So, uh, okay. Well, great interviews. So much fascinating information. I could go on and on. Thank you so much, Lynn Buchanan, for being our guest on Guys Guys Radio. Great job. Good. We'll see you then. Thank you very much. Robert Manny's The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love is a fast-paced tale of flawed men and savvy women competing for love, sex, power, and money in the city where they play for keeps. It's the men's successor to Sex in the City. The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love is a sexy romp through the fast-moving, high-stakes world of Madison Avenue. Available now on Amazon and wherever books are sold. There's never been a better time for men to be whoever they want to be, yet it's never been less clear who men really are. Guy's Guy Radio, starring author Robert Manny, is on KCAA every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Whether it's relationships, sex, wellness, or spirituality, join Robert as he interviews the experts about how men and women can be at their best. Guy's Guy Radio, better men, better world. All right, what an interesting discussion with Lynn Buchanan, probably the world's foremost renowned remote viewer and controlled remote viewer. He, he's, I think he's still teaching, and he, he has a lot of other of his uh, uh, teaching uh, tree, if you will, who's out there teaching remote viewing. So if you want to learn more about it, just go to his website or Google remote viewing. You'll be able to find out everything about it. What did we learn? Well, we learned that remote viewing is, uh, is happening, whether we... Whether you like it or not, it's happening. And uh, it's people are psychic. It's just how much of our psychic abilities do we take the time to develop? And 
So the other thing that I picked up, I think, is that uh, he considers it a martial art, which I find very interesting. And also when I spoke to Lynn then off camera, if you will, about, well, what did Jesus have to say? Uh, and he said, unsurprisingly, telepathically through to Lynn, uh, was that it was, he was non-judgmental. He basically had communicated to Lynn that I've seen better, I've seen worse, there's no judgment for you. You're a human like everybody else. We're all the same. So that's a great message. And I hope we all keep that in mind and also keep in mind the fact that although we're all humans, we're also all divine beings. So think of everybody you see that way. And I think, at least it happens for me, it made my life a lot better once I started to see my fellow man as all being equal, all being divine. Okay, Guys Guys Radio, we're here on KCAA every Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. Pacific Time, 102.3, 106.5 FM, 1050 AM. We're also all over the internet. We're on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Blog Talk Radio, CastBox, uh, KCA, you can stream the show on there. You can also go to my website, robertmanny, M-A-N-N-I.com, Google Podcasts, Everything with Guy's Guy started with my source material, the novel, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. If you want to support the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. You can also catch me, Robert Manny, all over social media. I thank you for supporting the show. We're approaching our 400th show. It's been a blast. We're growing and growing. We've got a whole bunch of really cool guests coming up. Thank you again. I love doing the show. I love being with you, and I hope I'm helping out. So, Guy's Guy's Radio... And as I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first. Guys Guy Radio.